Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast. Join Corbin and Alan, along with guest hosts, as they bring their love for the cinema to discuss films from every genre and decade. Learn about the history of the film, little-known facts, and insightful explorations while they enjoy discussing your favorite film. The curtain is rising and your podcast is starting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your guide to the silver screen. Welcome listeners to another special review. Last week I reviewed The Animatrix as a bonus onto all four live action Matrix films that I reviewed. So those are linked below if you haven't heard my thoughts on the new Matrix movie and the previous trilogy as well. So go ahead and check that out. But as usual, we always do a best and worst of. I did miss it last year. That was kind of a, what I'm calling the lost year in cinema. A very strange year, um, how everything was just, you know, shut down in 2020. Unfortunately, some things went to streaming, but some didn't. But I am going to be talking about my favorite movies of 2021, my least favorite movies, my favorite TV shows, and my least favorite TV shows. And I'm also going to be talking about HBO Max. I, I do want to talk about that. Maybe I'll do a video on that eventually. But HBO Max released all of their movies day and date. And I watched all of them, except for one. And I'm going to give you an idea of whether I thought it was worth it or not. Well, I watched, yeah, just wait for it, listeners. Drum roll, please. I watched 285 movies in 2021, 15 short of 300. That was a good year for me, I guess. That may be a record for how many movies I watched. Um, I don't have a Letterboxd Plus or Pro or whatever it's called, unfortunately. Those those always gave me some great stats. I always enjoyed looking at those. Maybe I'll you know get that eventually, but in p- years past, I've shared with you some deeper stats. But that's what I've got for you right now is 285, um, tons of great stuff. But as far as movies that were new to me, because that includes all of my repeats, because I watch repeated movies along with new movies. But in 2021, movies that I had never seen before, I watched 191 movies um, that I had not seen. Um, I did some specials on certain ones like Jumper. Go check out my review of Jumper. I will link that below. Kind of looked at some movies from the early 2000s. That was fun. Um, the first movie I saw in 2021 was We Can Be Heroes and The Midnight Sky. I guess I guess it was kind of a tie. Between those, looks like the Bill and Ted trilogy. Saw that for the very first time. That was so fun. But the last movie that I saw was The Innocence. That's right. I saw The Innocence with Alan. Technically, it was kind of a tie with Catwoman. I watched that as well. That was our first time watching that little beauty. Um, But nevertheless, Let's jump into my favorite movies um, that I watched this year. New movies, these are favorites that I had not seen. Um, So my top 10 were, so The Father, I gave a 10 out of 10 in Cindy's. Um, I'm going to cheat here a little bit. Apple TV Plus's miniseries, which Letterboxd does consider a movie, Lisey's Story. If you haven't watched that. I gave it a 10 out of 10. It, I just thought it was completely brilliant. Um, Alan showed me The Passion of Joan of Arc, Pieces of a Woman, um, another miniseries, Chernobyl, and Dune. 
Those were my favorite movies. I did do a lot of other movies that I thought were great that you can definitely go and check out. There's too many to list here, but those are the top new movies that I saw in 2021 that I loved. But with highs always comes lows. So I did watch some stinkers, some truly awful films. Those were Blood Rain 2, Deliverance. I watched that because Now Playing was reviewing it. Um, the 2021 Tom and Jerry movie, Alan and I actually watched and reviewed that. I'm going to link that below. Um, Borat Subsequent Movie Film, turned that one off. Space Jam A New Legacy, 1 out of 10, thought it was absolutely garbage. Spiral from the Book of Saw was terrible. Catwoman. Um, let's do a couple more. Blood Rain, The Third Reich, Jason X. Reminiscence was another awful one. Um, the Good Lie. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, um, New Nightmare, The Green Knight. Those were some of the worst movies. Um, the Perfect Score, I'm going to I'm gonna throw that one in there as well. Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's really, it's just really bad. Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, 2004 movie. Um, I can't say check it out, but it, it's definitely a strange one. And tons more garbage that I'm just scrolling through right now. But if you want to look at this, listeners, my letterbox profile is always linked below. So you can actually follow along with me. Just go to my lists and click on every new movie I saw in 2021. And you can look all through it. It's all available for you to look at. So before we move on to TV shows, let's go over and look at the HBO Max same day premieres ranked all 15 movies. The only one I missed was Cry Macho. As soon as it jumps back onto the service, I will be checking it out. But I did watch everything else. And so let's go from, you know, highest first. So the best one I felt they put out was Dune. That was awesome to be able to watch that at home, even though I went and saw it in the IMAX twice, actually. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah was a great film. I gave that an eight out of 10. Everything else is a seven and below, um, with the worst one being Space Jam A New Legacy, Tom and Jerry. I didn't like In the Heights, didn't even finish it, watched about half of it to a third of it. The Suicide Squad was another big disappointment for me. I didn't like it at all. Um, Little Things, 5 out of 10, no-go. Those Who Wish Me Dead is a big no. Mortal Kombat, 5 out of 10. Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It, 6 out of 10, very bland. Many Saints of Newark, I, I don't have any familiarity with The Sopranos. I'm going back and watching it, but I thought it was 6 out of 10. It was okay. Uh, Malignant 7, Matrix Resurrection 7, Godzilla vs. Kong 7. Um, so I do have these ranked um, in order. I, I went started with Dune and then I went down from the bottom up, essentially. Um, so, yeah, what does this tell me, listeners? This tells me that I'm glad I didn't see any of these movies in theaters, say for Dune. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong would have been awesome to have seen in IMAX. Um, and I would have paid money to go see Judas and the Black Messiah. That was very good. I did see Resurrections in theaters. Um, I didn't see anything else, thankfully. This has actually shown me that they put out just a bunch of mediocrity to garbage this year. Warner Brothers did with their day and date releases. Um, I really wasn't impressed. There's, you know, maybe two or three diamonds in the rough, a couple of fun things. But overall, I'm going to be very apprehensive now on what I go spend my hard-earned money and time on in movie theaters because at the movie theater, I have to drive there. I have to sit through half an hour of previews. I have to deal with people talking and texting. I can't shut the movie off. Maybe if I leave 30 minutes, 
um, before, you know, into the movie, then I could possibly get my money back. But then that's just become a waste of time. This allowed me to low stakes watch these movies at my own pace, you know, break them up into chunks. If I didn't like it, I could just turn it off like I did within the Heights, which I thought was way too long and an overly political musical. Uh, maybe you liked it. I surely didn't like it. Um, so yeah, I'm, this just showed me that they put out a bunch of drivel and I'm really going to be very wary in the future of what I go see at the theater because, you know, I can wait for streaming. I mean, they are putting, HBO Max said that 45 days after theatrical release, it'll be on the service. So it's really not long to wait, you know, roughly a month and a half after it hits theaters, you can watch it at home and, you know, give it a try. And if you don't like it, then there's no harm done. Of course, it costs money to watch these movies. It's 15 bucks a month, but there is other stuff on the streaming service as well for you to check out. So there's more to it than just paying $15 for these movies. And across 15 movies, you know, you could justify that to a dollar a movie. So nevertheless, those are my thoughts on HBO Max's same day premieres in 2021. So I'm probably going to be very wary of what I watch <laughs> theatrically from now on. But let's go ahead and move on to TV shows. So the first TV show that I watched in 2021 is a bit of a fudge. I kind of fudged it here. Brave New World. I actually started it, I want to say at the very end of 2020, um, finished it at the very beginning of 2021. I thought it was pretty bad. Um, four out of 10, I watched it on a free Peacock subscription trial. Thankfully, it was free because I would never have paid money to watch that show. So I, I wasted 415 minutes of my life on it. Do not check out Brave New World. So technically, the real first show that I watched was Cobra Kai. Um, I believe my wife and I started Cobra Kai at the beginning of 2020. And we just went through currently watching Cobra Kai season four. Absolutely love it. So it seems like, according to this list, the last TV show I watched in 2021 was The Wheel of Time, um, which is Amazon's new fantasy series. I really liked it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I think it's one, you know, if you enjoy fantasy, you don't want to miss this one. Um, definitely go check it out. All episodes are available now. So I really had a great time watching it. Um, a couple shout outs throughout the year. Hannah. Season one, I actually just finished season two. That is a great show. Um, Foundation was started with some incredible promise and just kind of was a slow downward slope. Uh, it, it's fine at the end. It's fine. But it really wasn't this great thing like Dune was. Um, I still think it's good. I'm excited for season two. Star Wars Visions was actually a surprise. Um, check that one out. This is kind of a milestone for me and my wife. We finally finished Gilmore Girls. Um, we agreed. This is kind of me and my wife's average rating together on an 8 out of 10. Um, it took us about seven years to get through the entire series. It really wasn't my thing. But my wife um, really enjoyed it and wanted to share it with me. So I'm glad we're done with Gilmore Girls. But I can say I've seen the entirety of it. So we did actually get to finish it um, that year. Um, and I got to show my wife The Haunting of Hill House. That's a 9 out of 10 for me. I, I showed it to her. C was very impressive. C season 2, if you haven't seen that, check that out. Only Murders in the Building. I thought it was good. I don't think it's great. I think there's a lot of hype around it. But nevertheless, you know, I still thought it was kind of fun. Midnight Mass was brilliant. Absolutely loved it. 
What If was tedious and hard to get through. I thought Shadow and Bone was a disappointment. Uh, my sister and I, we finished Party of Five. We started that a number of years ago as well. So that was really fun to go through that series. I highly enjoyed Party of Five, nine out of 10. Um, Star Wars The Bad Batch was a big surprise. Loved that. Um, Marvel's Modoc. Um, that's a thumbs down for me. I didn't enjoy that one. Loki was okay. Resident Evil Infinite Darkness was ridiculous. Oh, okay, listeners. This is the year my wife and I discovered Ted Lasso. We are over the moon about Ted Lasso. If you have not watched it, check it out. I cannot wait for season three. Oh, it's so good. Um, Jupiter's Legacy, I thought, was much better than people gave it. Disappointed um, the show got canceled. Um, the Mosquito Coast was one of my favorites of the year. I think Lisey's story um, bumped it from first place into second place, but I, I absolutely cannot wait for season two. Um, finished Castlevania. That final season came out. That was a fun, you know, exciting, but quick. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I reviewed that one. I reviewed mostly all of the Marvels released that year. Um, I didn't like it. Didn't think it was good. Um, Servant season two was a drop in quality. I dropped that down to a seven out of 10, but nevertheless, I still think people should check it out. Losing Alice was strange, but gr great in many ways. I rewatched Freaks and Geeks with my wife. We own the Blu-ray collection. That's a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, one of my favorite shows. So overall, that's not even all the TV shows that I named. Um, it's on my IMDb profile. That's probably a little harder to find, but if you can, um, it, sh it, it is a private list, but I can make that a public list. If anybody's curious uh, about all the TV shows I rated and watched that year, but that's pretty much a, you know, major rundown of everything that I saw. So in total, I watched 41 TV shows, like 41 series in um 2021 so that's more tv than i had ever watched before so that was a big deal to me i really did want to kind of make tv more of a priority um trying to learn a good balance between tv video games and movies but that that's my list for tv listeners i'm curious what your list is so this has been my best and worst of 2021 curious to see what 2022 has in store um did I miss some movies that I should have checked out? I'm currently watching Cherry on Apple TV+. Plus. I missed that movie, so I'm going back watching Tom Holland after I saw um, Spider-Man, which Spider-Man No Way Home, I did see um, opening weekend, had a blast watching that. Um, well, listeners, go ahead and email me at silverscreenguide95 at gmail.com. Tell me your best and worst of 2021 tv shows and movies even throw in some video games if you like books any physical media any digital media i'm curious to know what you thought but that's my list i'm curious to know what your list is so if you haven't subscribed don't forget to subscribe i've got some exciting reviews coming up for you we're going to be doing more with the youtube channel this year but this um kind of rounds out some of the specials and intros for the new year we got to reflect and look back on 2021 finish out some series I'm excited for the series coming up. I'm going to be announcing those soon. So that's why you want to subscribe so you will not miss out. So thanks for coming along with me on Best and Worst. Curious what yours are. Let me know and I will see you next week, listeners.
Hey listeners, it's Corbin. Don't forget to check out the exciting links in the description below that will connect you with more great movie reviews for your listening pleasure and our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter page. And of course, our official website where you can read great articles and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Also, if you want exclusive bonus content such as extra movie reviews, movie commentaries, and our thoughts on the latest movie news and trailers, plus more, then check out our Patreon page. It's a great way to help keep this show free, and it gives you great content that's yours to keep. All of that and more is found in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe whether you're on YouTube, Apple, Google, or Stitcher, or your favorite podcast service. And while you're at it, please leave us a five-star review so other movie lovers can more easily find our podcast. We love talking about movies, and we love talking about them with you. So don't forget to share with your friends and family, and we'll see you next week, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide. 280. Wait, is that eight? Yep, it is. Hmm, man, I'm getting old. I can barely see. Anyways.